Welcome to E20, your unofficial EastEnders podcast. I'm Lucy's suit that has made its way onto her murderer, Bobby's body. Emma! And I'm the ghost of Lucy. Come back from the grave to just say how proud of Bobby I am for murdering me and then making a foundation about it. Connor! So what we got cooking up this week, Emma? Well, it's the first of our Halloween specials! Whoa! Which means the return of Moosley Ghostly! Oh, yes! It's my favourite show, you know. <laughs> That's right. Sharon and Denny will be returning today. And of course, <gasps> we have your roundup. But first... Here's our brand new Halloween jingle. Dun 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 dun. dun, 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 dun. We were working in the big late one night when our eyes beheld a soapy sight. The ghosts of Dan and Mel did rise, and suddenly, to our surprise, they did the mash. The E20 mash. They did the mash. They made the glasses smash, they did the mash. They stole Max's cash, they did the mash. The E20 mash. <laughs> so did everyone enjoy the jingle? I know I did. <laughs> I mean, I know that I am like our number one fan as I'm like sat listening to it in the bath and like, you know, when I'm doing my dishes and cooking. So like, you know, I've got to say, I'm a big fan of this one. I'm a big fan of this one. I've had it stuck in my head, like, all week since we recorded it. E20 mash, this is the... <laughs> E20 mash, they stole Max's cash. <laughs> See, it wasn't Ian. It was just a joke. <laughs> it's just a joke. It's just a joke. Oh, yes, yes, new jingle. Mostly ghostly. It's very exciting <gasps> stuff. I can't believe it's been a year, though, since, like, the last Mostly Ghostly. No, this is, like, it's crazy how fast 2020 has flown over with we're all locked inside our houses. Yeah. Like, it's just flown fast, isn't it? I mean, really, we're celebrating, like, the scariest time of the year. Well, really, this whole year's <laughs> been blooming scary, hasn't it? So, really, <laughs> it's in fashion. <laughs> VR is in fashion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually quite scared for Halloween of 2020 because, like, it's been a bad year already. So, like, what are they going to throw at us now? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. All I know is, I'm sorry about this if he's come trick or treat to my door. I'm sorry. Hey, I'm no. not giving out candy. I tell you what, because um, there was something in the paper saying, like, some places are still doing it. And I'm like, oh, no, 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 that's a germ fest. No! But... We're a lockdown area here in the northeast, therefore oh, it has been banned, which is great because oh. I don't like trick or treaters anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't mind them as long as they. But you see, I have a I have a, a history with trick or treaters, Emma. Oh, I have yeah. a history with them. Yeah. So my history with them is very complicated. Once one Halloween, I didn't. I forgot all about getting any like sweets in, and was really terrible. And got inundated with trick-or-treaters, right? They were knocking on the door. And so me and Ross had to do that really shameful thing where we turn the lights off and pretend we're not in. I do that all and, the um, time! 
<laughs> Not like all the time, like only on Halloween. Amazon, no. <laughs> There's no one in. <laughs> I've never collected a parcel. <laughs> Really, I must be living lockdown rules since prior to lockdown. <laughs> no, but then the next year, I had candy, right? I got candy. Why don't I come American? I had sweets, like, chicken, oh, my God. You're actually Eileen. <laughs> That's what it is. I've become Eileen. You have. Guess who I'm dressing up for this Halloween. Great idea. <laughs> Connor's cookery school. I can see it now. <laughs> Honestly, though, I had sweets, I had the candy and the trick-or-treat bags and everything, right? Ready? Everything was ready for them. Not a solitary soul came to my door. <laughs> Actually, so I just looked like an idiot. Last year, no one came to our door. Last year, I was very, very stressed out and I was, like, screaming at everyone. Because <laughs> I was, like, <laughs> I had an SHU that night and totally forgot. <laughs> I love it though. It's like trick or treat. They're all getting a trick when they come to your door. Ah! I was just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny because I had to clean the house because um, I had me like my brother and sister coming over. We're going to watch scary films together. Then we're going to go down the Spine Road, which is, if you just don't know, it's like a haunted area of Newcastle. Um, and so we did that and no ghosts attacked or anything. But <laughs> up until then, I was so stressed. I was just losing my mind, <laughs> <laughs> and I remember like going to see Mum, and I was just like, ah, "I think I've, I think I've finally lost it. I think tonight's broken us." <laughs> a demon possessed you. That's all it was. It was Halloween, it's, after all. I you guess... did make a good point earlier. I've been saying this year's flew by. However, it also dragged because it still feels like I'm in March. Yeah, but yes. The year's coming to an end and it feels like at the blink of an eye, it's gone. It's Mm. really weird. (laughs) It's so strange. It's like someone just hit the fast forward button. Oh, it's weird. So now we're back on track anyway. (laughs) Yeah, back on track. This month, because it's Halloween, me and Emma shall be bringing you all the frightfuls and scares that you need. We're going to be bringing you a few little scary quizzes and some spooky segments and of course you're gonna have loads of mostly ghostly yay but first let's get on with this week's roundup it was a very very emma very homoerotic week for max and ian and i'm not just saying this i know i ship everyone but i can see there's love in his eyes for Ian. He was very concerned, wasn't he, Emma? As to where the whereabouts of Ian were. That is Does true. Does that make sense? <laughs> Does that make sense? <laughs> he was very concerned. Very concerned. So much so that the whereabouts of Ian was more important than the cash, which came after that. Well, that is true. And we said a couple of weeks ago, or maybe was it last week? You know, as we've just said, this this year's all flown by. Yeah, we said the other week that um, Max and Ian could be hashtag man. But I saw them joking on Instagram because um, someone said something similar. 
And they replied, hashtag IMAX. I was like, yes, they're on board. They're on board. I love that. Love it. I love that. So we were saying the other week that Cappy tends to fight all of Ian's battles. And Mm. Max notices this when he's on the hunt for Ian. He's one true love. And Cappy's like, well, he's a he's a grown man, Max. I'm not I'm not fighting his battles. And Max is like, yeah, well, you're washing his underwear right now. And it turns out Kathy was fighting his battles because Ian's hiding in the corner. Yeah. Um, all I would say about the underwear washing is that really, we all know, the reason why Max was annoyed with Kathy for fighting those battles and washing them underwear <laughs> is because that's his job. He wanted to he do it. He wants to wash the underwear. <laughs> They're a modern day hashtag rank hashtag Freud. They are. They are. Unrequited. Unrequited love. Tragic love. (laughs) There'll be Shakespearean love by Christmas. I guarantee it. Oh, I know. As Max sadly departs us. It's just too soon, Emma. We've lost so many this year. The love that never was. We have lost so many... Honestly, they're dropping like flies on the square. No wonder when, you know, like, there's no social distancing. Like, <laughs> they're all good in each other's houses. No one's wearing the, a mask. No one's wearing a mask. No one's washing their hands. That's why they're all dropping Dune. Because <laughs> actually, the only one who's being sensible is Bobby. <laughs> Speaking of which, after Max departs, and Ian reveals he's been hiding. He's been hiding because he's just so embarrassed. Didn't want Max to see him. I'm not ready for him. I know. God, he looked as, he looked such a mess. He couldn't see him like that. I bet he was so embarrassed. He's like, oh, he saw he saw my mum washing my underwear. Oh my gosh. Oh, Max still love me. You just know that those are the thoughts that were going through Ian's head. I mean, he was so distracted that he was completely deaf to Bobby. When that poor Ben was just asking for a little bit of support from his parent. You know, Ian's mother is the only parent in that household. Ian, he doesn't even think he has kids. No. He just walks around like as if he's got no family ties at all. (laughs) I mean, I know Peter is a grown man, and I've said this before, but Bobby's still 16. Like, surely Ian should still be kind of like parenting him helping him adjust to the world after coming out of prison and things. Yeah. Speaking of which. (laughs) Sorry, this tickles me. (laughs) Speaking of which, Bobby wants help with his application for the Young Entrepreneurs Award or something. And... You might be asking, oh, what's he going to do with it? Is he going to use this cash to, I don't know, buy a chip shop or open a cafe of his own? No. <laughs> He's going to use this cash to start the Lucy Beale Foundation. <laughs> I don't think I need to say anything other than silence. How would that go down on, like, Dragon's Den or something? Yeah! <laughs> I... So tell me a bit about yourself. I'm Bobby... I'm uh, I'm 16. Uh, you know, I always does that. Do that. Your fidgets. Sorry, I'm getting into character. Um, <laughs> I'm Bobby. I'm, I'm 16. 
I'm absolutely so method here. I've just, I've got to say it. I was like bouncing around and bobbing her head around so method. It's, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I'm doing that little, like the shuffle. The shuffle he does. I, I murdered my my sister. Um, but like we need to turn. We're like <laughs> going Geordie there, Bobby. You're going Geordie. Uh, we need to turn a negative into a a positive. And I believe we can do that with the Lucy Beale Foundation. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, can I just say... That's the thing that he said. is this? He said turn a negative into a positive. I don't think Lucy's pretty happy. Yeah, I don't think you can. I think the best thing you can do is just try and not talk about it. <laughs> Bury like, that. It's just a bit awkward, isn't it? Because, <laughs> like, she's literally dead. You murdered her. It's a little bit odd, Bobby. It's a little bit odd. Maybe she just... I don't know, start a business around COVID. Yeah. That would have been better. Yeah. And that also, been he was wearing a very similar suit to the suit Lucy wore when she died. So I started to get some creepy vibes off that. I was like, not only <laughs> <laughs> you're now dressing as her and wanting to raise money for something you done. <laughs> it's like that grave robber, Ed Gein. He wore his mom's clothes and stuff. That's that's what Bobby's become. <laughs> He's like, I just can't, couldn't wait to get into this outfit. <laughs> I always why, wanted to wear it, mate. You know what? He hit her over the head because he wanted the mm. outfit. That's what it was. <laughs> See, it's just a misunderstanding. All I can say is, um, yeah, the whole premise of this episode actually was odd, wasn't it, Emma? With Ian and Bobby and Max and Charmaine coming round to Ian's for a business chat. That was so funny, though, when he said, uh, and I can have you all to myself, away from prying eyes. And she's like, I think we should go to Walford East. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, no, no, sorry, Ian. I've read up about your son. I know he's a murderer. <laughs> don't want to end up like, you know, your daughter. <laughs> well, that's the weird part. She's, like, really invested in this Lucy Beale Foundation. She loves it. I think she's one of those, you know, those women who go over to America to marry, like, um, psychopaths on death row. She's one of them. She's a prison wife. She's like, that's a great idea. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> she did love his investment, didn't she? She, she loved it. Take my money. Take my money. <laughs> I just love her. I just love her. Yeah. She thought he was weird. Yeah. I, I, can't, I, I can see why, because... He basically said he tried to make the place look like a luxury restaurant and it looked like, I don't know, like a cafe in Butlins had been set up in a house. Yeah, and it also looked like he was trying to make a romantic meal for just the two of them. <laughs> it was just weird. But what she didn't know is he couldn't go to Walford East because his love, Max, was there and he just, he just wasn't ready. He wasn't ready. And also, he's got to kind of schmooze this lady and the last thing he wants is Max getting jealous. Yeah, true. Because, you know, jealousy is a killer in the square. But Linda has now told Max that Ian spent all of his money on the Vic. So obviously he barges into the house because no one locks their doors. Yeah, no one locks their doors. Max doesn't care about, you know, Corona anymore, despite the fact that he mentions it. Exactly. He doesn't care. He mentioned it. And yeah, he didn't care because if he cared about <laughs> those rules, he wouldn't be doing half the things he's been doing this week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but 
they mentioned it. We were saying on our first one back that it was like there was something going on that no one knew about. Like they just said they were locked in and we're like, why? But now they're mentioning the coronavirus. So yeah, Max uh, basically doesn't take COVID seriously and uh, doesn't seem to care about the rules. Doesn't seem to care that Ian's trying to get the cash back because every time he's getting close to giving Max his cash back, (laughs) Max ruins it. (laughs) I know, it's like, well, technically Max, actually this might help the situation a bit. You might get some money back, but you you kind of ruined that for yourself. Oops. (laughs) Instead, what ends up happening is Charmaine's not too impressed by Ian stealing a man's half of a, a restaurant and using it to buy the Vic. Oh, I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, surely investors would love to invest in someone who does that. Oh, Ian. <laughs> Ian, Ian, Ian. Bobby gets very nervous, doesn't he? Because he comes down. His whole, like, she loves his idea. It's fine for that. He's going to get the cash off Charmaine. She's already bought bought the ring, the dress. She's off to marry Bobby. She loves herself a criminal. <laughs> but, but, Max and Ian, they're not finished. Charmaine may be out the door. They're not finished. They're going to start rowing, getting closer, closer. <gasps> I mean, really, we both knew they were going to just kiss. Yeah. But Bobby ruined the whole moment for them. He stopped that ruined sexual the- tension oh. right there. Yeah. Ruined the tension. She kept grabbing at himself. I feel another panic attack storyline coming on. Sorry, um, the way you just said he kept grabbing at himself. <laughs> <laughs> kept grabbing at himself. He was just so aroused. <laughs> <laughs> on from that, Max and Ian decide they're distressed Bobby enough. They're going to leave it for now. They're going to take so, it to the Vic. <laughs> yeah, they take it elsewhere don't they ma i mean they said they're going to leave it for now but literally within five seconds of like tv time ian's gone to the vic and max has just sat there in in the back <laughs> in the barrel storage in the dark waiting for ian <laughs> i have a few questions mm-hmm. how long was it max sat there yeah, just waiting it's suddenly Did not come through <laughs> it was suddenly night time no one's mm-hmm. noticed him how did mm-hmm. he get into the back Without oh, yeah. anyone noticing. Mm-hmm. Unless the back door Has was he open. contaminated everything in there, technically? Yes, true. So yeah. many questions. Why didn't Sharon find him in the back? Or did she? Did oh. she like just open the door and just go... <gasps> They're just shutting again like Sonia. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Max. You all right? Yeah, yeah. Just you carry on doing whatever you're doing. Just you do what you're doing, Sharon. I'm not here for you. Don't you worry. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Ian. Business chat and all that. Or maybe Sharon saw his stuff from Second Honeymoon <gasps> and rem- and thought, right, I know what's going yeah. on. I'll get Ian yeah. for you. <laughs> yeah, Ian's coming in with his, his I Love Alicante suitcase. <laughs> he can't wait. Can't wait. They're going to go abroad like Martin and Ruby. <laughs> for someone, for someone who is bankrupt, how is, yeah. suddenly, how is Ruby off to France and Martin I only got 20 minutes with hope and I want to see my kids oh yeah let's go on holiday for the week oh yeah he doesn't care about those kids I'm sick of them trying to see Diz I just love my kids I'll do anything for my family well you wouldn't would you Martin 
Because you slept with Ruby and that wasn't for your family. No, that wasn't. That was just for yourself. You're a selfish pig, Martin, at the minute. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That was like that was genuinely sincere, listeners. Like that that was genuinely sincere. We were so angry there. Yeah, it was. I don't know where that came from. No, I feel it, like I was possessed. It really upsets me. Mm. Yes. I don't like this. No, I don't like this. But do you know who I am rooting for? Oh. I'm rooting for man or oh, hashtag IMAX. Oh yes. I quite like because... IMAX. That was quite a good one. Because they have all the chemistry in the world. Max, though he tries to play the hard man, tries to play it being mean to Ian. Well, he's got a soft spot for him, hasn't he, Emma? He's going to let Ian pay him back in installments. <laughs> I loved it. It was like, I'll destroy you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Willie. <laughs> oh, you'll pick him apart piece by piece. <laughs> And he's just letting them yeah. pay him back in installments. So, yeah. Do you know what he'll do, Emma? He'll cause havoc. Havoc. <laughs> For Ian. <laughs> <laughs> but meanwhile, whilst Ian frets about how he's going to get this cash, Max is doing what Uncle Max should be doing. I mean, the Beals and the Brannons are practically family anyway, yes. so they should be just getting on. But... um. You know, Max killed one of the Beals and they set him up for a murder. <laughs> Nothing bonds a family together like that. <laughs> and to show how much, how close Max is to the Beals and how much Ian means to him, he's going to help Ian's son out, isn't he? He is. He's going to help Bobby. He's going to support Bobby and his foundation for Lucy, the person they sent Max to jail <laughs> Yes. For the murder. Exactly. Nothing like them teaming up over this, is there? <laughs> I mean, what could bond them more than Lucy's death? <laughs> they have so much in common. Both went to jail for Lucy. They did. One didn't do it. One did. One did. But let him go, you know. Oh, God. Yeah. yeah. Good times, good times. That's Beautiful a Beautiful relationship oh. we have there. Beautiful. And Beautiful. also... He's going to make a lovely stepfather to Bobby. <laughs> yes, yes. Also, um, Max is going to get uh, Bobby in the Walford Gazette. I mean, flipping you... heck glamorous. I mean, you could see the headlines already, can't you? Well, I mean, his mum always said he could have been a star. <laughs> well, she would have said that had she not fell down the stairs because she tripped over one of Bobby's toys. <laughs> Next, it'll be the, the Laura Beale Foundation yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and whilst Max is helping give Bobby some publicity, Ian's helping himself to more of the family's cash. He's learning to defraud his mother. Well, yeah, they um, nothing bonds mother and son more than um, writing your wills out together. Ian didn't learn forgery, clearly, because he's only just learning to do a signature mm. now. Has he never tried to get out of PE? Ah, oh, true. You say should have. I used to forge notes all the time. Yeah, I used to use them all the time. Yeah, I used to get everyone to write notes for us, like all my friends and everything <laughs> would write notes for us. That God knows, 
God knows who those pay teachers thought were writing these notes because every week it was a different hand, hands, handwriting. But Ian, Ian's taken it to a different level, hasn't he? I mean, there's faking a sick note to get out of PE and then there's writing your mother's signature on a remortgage, like, <laughs> like a mortgage form to remortgage her cafe. Yeah, Ian, I think, uh, I think you're not very good at coming up with great plans to get out of money problems. You seem to just be making more money problems. So we kick this week off uh, with the Carter household with Frankie taking more photos of Ollie. Hmm. Hmm. Still confused. You can't see listeners, but me and Amara are doing the scared eyes. Still confused about um, how she has those HD photos of her brother from 10 years yeah. ago. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll move on. We'll move we'll on. We'll move on. Um, Mick looks at the photos and he's like, hmm. And then he sees <laughs> photos of himself, of Tina. And she's like, it's, it's just street art. It's street art. I love that street art. <laughs> and I love it because then Mick's like, I think you should delete them. And he just takes her word for it, and he's like, "Yeah, she's deleted them." I love uh, that no, she hasn't. Mick looked at them, and he was like, "It wasn't the thirty pictures of Ollie that disturbed him. It, <laughs> it was, was a photo the... of himself. <laughs> yeah, it was just the picture of him and Tina that really disturbed him. That was something else. He was like, this woman's clearly obsessed with me. I <laughs> love how he's made it all about himself." <laughs> Listen, I'm flat at Frankie, but you're just too young for us. <laughs> She's like, oh, sorry, yeah, yeah. She's like, I've got off scot-free. And continue taking pictures now. <laughs> Why has she become so weird? I know. She's went from this character. We're like, oh, Frankie's dead, cool. Now, oh. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit like, oh, oh. That's kind of, it's like a slow burn, this one, isn't it, Emma? Because we're in, we're like, oh, that's nice. Oh. <laughs> oh. God. Oh, God, no. What is she? <laughs> what is her purpose here? It's so weird because normally it's the other way. You're like, don't like them. Oh, they're so annoying. Actually, they're all right. Oh, I love them. Yeah, yeah. That's the way of the square. Frankie's done the reverse. <laughs> now we're just all disturbed. Yes. We're just all disturbed on where this storyline is going. I'll tell you what else I'm suspicious of. Hmm. Well, I'm now kind of suspicious of Mick as well, because this is a man who pours orange juice on his cereal. Oh, Emma, that was something else. And I have to say, the first thought that came to my mind after the revulsion of, of obviously hearing that he pours orange juice on it was Ugh. like flakes and stuff. That's just weird. The first thought that came to my mind was, is that juice with or without? Or without it? <laughs> Same yeah. If it's with them, then that's even oh, more psychopathic. He's like the Antichrist. If he's if he's having orange juice with bits oh. in his cereal, that's Antichrist material. That he's, I mean, he's clearly had to end the world. I would be repulsed by the one without bits, but the one with bits mm-hmm. just tips me over the edge. That's just something else. That's just something else. Do you know what else tips me over the edge? If I was slender and Mick had just taught me that. <laughs> He was a little bit worried after he found loads and loads of pictures of Ollie on Frankie's camera. I would be a bit concerned. Oh, they aren't, though. Don't worry. No, 
God, just eat your cornflakes and orange juice, Nick. Don't be silly. Don't be silly, Nick. Goodness it's like, me. Does anyone else get the feeling that lockdown turned the cart as crazy? Like, I feel like that may have happened because, like, you know, we all know what Linda gets up to later on in this week and Mick likes his cereal with orange juice and... You know, they're totally fine with Frankie, like, <laughs> taking pictures of their son. And Tina's in love with Frankie. I feel like the whole lot of them have, have got, like, lockdown madness. It's the way, it's... though. Mick's like, oh, um, she said she's deleted them. I was like, no, what happened was you said, can you delete them, then left. And she's yeah. clearly stuck on them on her camera. She's like, yeah, no bother, Mick. <laughs> Lin- <laughs> Linda compares it to people taking photos of food. She's like, oh, well, people take photos of food and stuff these days. So, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, but it's not fine when they're taking photos of kids, Linda. That's a crime. That's a crime, Linda. I think you look that up, that'll be crime. Then it's on to the Linda's first night out, isn't it, Emma? Oh. They're just chilling in the kitchen. They're chatting about what they're going to get up to. Oh, and Linda has got a big night planned. Drag bingo. Oh, yes. Frankie's been planning. She has, hasn't she? She's been like a little scheming minx. And Mick... She can get planned up. Mix had to go along because he offended her the day before. <laughs> yeah, so he has to yeah. now go and work it. So Linda's like, well, I'm going to go and party. I love that Mick is now basically feeling bad for the fact that he was concerned that a stranger was taking pictures of his son. They got kind of got over that, which is bizarre. Um, yeah, like then, really quickly, didn't they? <laughs> but he then took way more offence to her asking about um, where his kids are, like Nancy, Johnny, Lee, than he did oh, to yeah. the photos. He was like, oh, that's enough! Yeah, <laughs> How that's dare you? <laughs> dare you ask about them? They are the unwritten. They have been banished from the lands. It was like that, wasn't it? I feel like the Mariah Carey meme. I want them to turn around and go, I don't know. I don't know her. <laughs> I don't know them. <laughs> I just love it because um really Frankie was just asking what we've all been asking. Where are the Carter kids? Yeah, it's didn't he say he doesn't know where Nancy is? Could be dead, could be alive. We don't know. Don't know. He was like, I don't know where she is. I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> yeah, great parenting. I see. See, it was a success the first time round. <laughs> the one day he doesn't think it's odd that Frankie's taking pictures of his kid. Like, he's just like, well, kids will be kids. Go on, run along with your new friend. So, Drag Bingo's looks like it's a hit, Emma. Oh, it does, You've got deforestation, it? deforestation with the most glamorous beard I've ever seen. Is that also the same person, the same drag queen who sang on the Pride episode? That's what I thought. I was just going to ask that as well. <laughs> I, yeah, think I think so. I it is. Yeah. I was thinking it was. I was like, oh, wow. I just love it because um, I never thought Max was the kind of gay ally or anything like that. I never thought he would be like one of those. I never thought he would be a fan of drag race or anything. But I don't know because he came along to drag bingo and he was, was living his best life. He was having the time of his life. I absolutely adored the scene where he was just um, stamping away and he was like smiling to himself. And I also, I feel like it's like, we've got this so late considering Max is obviously leaving. But I, I love the little friendship group that's formed during lockdown of Sharon, Linda and Max. I never that's knew I needed it, but I love it. I'll- 
I love that he's friends with the person who's technically the reason why he lost all of his, his cash. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just everything in this situation. So Sharon owes me money. <laughs> yeah, Sharon's like, I'll get the next round. I mean, sorry, Max will. <laughs> she just runs off to the bar. <laughs> I just love it. And like, I love that there's, there's such an odd trio. Yeah. They're not what you would imagine. Like, you know, when Linda said, I can't wait for a night out with the girls. Like, I imagined, like, everyone was going to be there. Like, Cherie, Karen, um, you know, Denise. Like, all, all all the women would be there off the square. Instead, it was Max and Saren. <laughs> Why is that us? Just the you know, girls. Like, that is so us, isn't it? Well, we've got a big night planned for us and our friends. All three of them. <laughs> isn't it from this point so obvious that max fancies linda he's like it's the nicest i've ever seen him be he was like are you okay yeah like let's be real every time max is friendly with a woman it's for one reason he's a dog we all know he's a dog he just he will go with any woman he can get his grubby hands on we'll love him for it we'll love him for it but that is his character I mean, he came into this show going, it's just a joke, Tanya! <laughs> like, so, you know, we we know who he is. And as soon as he was like, I'll come along, I'm like, oh, you've let us down, Max. I thought you were a gay ally. Really, you're just trying to get your flipping leg over with Linda. <laughs> yeah. That's what it is. He smiles constantly at her. He's like, oh, yeah. Linda. <laughs> I have to say, I still love the bingo, though. I oh, still yes. love deforestation. When she shouted out 52... I was I was really hoping she would say fifty seven, and then and then <laughs> then Linda could go with me. I was always fifty seven. <laughs> fifty seven was my name. <laughs> Max made me feel sixteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fifty seven, Pat's nan. Fifty seven, everyone's nan. Yeah. <laughs> I was really hoping for that. That was such a missed opportunity. But then again, I can't expect like everyone at East Enders to be as weird as we are. True. I don't think they enjoyed the number 57 as much as us. Yeah, I think we're you know obsessed what? with the random things. They're just they're just everyone else. <laughs> 57 was bad. <laughs> oh, everything. <laughs> Linda. Well, she just wants to feel 16 again. And we all know where she was living when she was 16. In a pub. Because she grew up in pubs, you know. She grew up in pubs. I love when she says that all the time. It's like Ruby and Dottie's constant lines. Oh, yeah, yeah. They've all got their own catchphrase. Yeah, they have. And Linda's was that she grew up in a pub. And she's she's doing what her 16-year-old self would have done. She's drinking from the bottle. I'm glad they're revisiting it though, because they yes. haven't just um, moved out the Vic and everything's oh, everything's great again. They've actually yeah. kept a realistic element where Linda's still fighting the battle. Yeah, and I also think the problem is is that actually. They haven't solved what was going on between Mick and her. No. They were unhappy without the alcohol. Mm. And I think they imagined that if she got better, then they would just get better. 
And I like that actually right now, Mick's kind of, you know, he's made it very awkward for Linda. Like he's almost parenting her. Yeah, I think she feels like she's being um, like being babied because he's always like putting little things I drink like, oh, the umbrella one's for you. And she's like, yeah, I know me. Yeah. And like, I feel like "Mm." as well, she probably feels like he's not trusting her because he didn't want her to go there. Yeah. Um, He's making sure that she's definitely drinking the one he's gave her and stuff like that. So I feel like she, at that point, he just got to when she rebelled. Yeah. And I think really, this is a long time coming. Mm. Their, their relationship, we have seen it. Their relationship's been eroding since Whitney, probably since before that, like their relationship was eroding. And this is kind of like the inevitable avalanche of their marriage coming to its climax, to its crescendo and guess who's going to take this opportunity and snag himself a kiss? Well, it's only your neighbourhood cheat. It's Max! Max running! Welcome to the stage! Will he cheat if he's given the opportunity? We'll have to find out next week. Honestly, like, I we mean... saw this coming oh, since yeah. Paul and Change. We did, because if ball and change, we said we thought something was going to happen there, because there was just yeah. moments where you thought, oh, are they? Are they not? Mm-hmm. Is he getting a bit too close with uh, mm-hmm. with Linda there? And we all know how loose Linda's lips are. <laughs> <laughs> so they're talking outside. Now, like when um, they were talking, he wasn't judging her, he was listening to her, and it's all she just really wanted, I think, just someone to just listen to her. And then he opened up about his self-harm. A storyline which I feel could have been explored back then way more than it actually was. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like we really needed that. Yeah. And he says, it doesn't make her a bad person. She's slipped up. She's human. And you can see in her eyes. (gasps) She's she's got what she wants. She's got someone who just wants to listen to her. Someone who's Mm -hmm. not babying her. Someone who understands her. And you know where that's heading. (laughs) Yeah. We've all seen those sparkles in their eyes before. We've seen it in Phil's and Sharon's. We've seen it in, you know, Grant and Tiffany's mom. We've seen it everywhere. <laughs> you know, we've seen them sparkly eyes. And when they do that stare, you know, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. <laughs> and then Sharon comes out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of affairs. <laughs> and she She's has... like, don't cheat without me. <laughs> That's my game, Linda. <laughs> She's got her pink inflatable guitar and she is living her best life. My favourite side story of the week. Yeah. Sharon I loved it. and the inflatable guitar. I mean, has there ever been a bad partnership? Well, maybe Sonia and the trumpet. Oh, yeah. Sonia and the trumpet. That's probably the best partnership, but... But but Sharon in that pink guitar, that comes quite close. That was good stuff. I loved every scene. She suddenly turned up and she was like, I got a pink inflatable guitar. Well, this this scene, I, won. I adore. I'm a winner. <laughs> it created so many great moments. Firstly, COVID's out the window again because she just falls over oh, all yeah. the tables. Just, just destroying <laughs> it and smearing our germs all over everything. Um, I mean, it's not like she works in a pub and handles a lot of cash. Like, you know, nothing like that. Yeah, yeah, well, she does. And she's now just covered every single table with her germs. Um, and then uh, to top it off, the, the biggest question in my <laughs> mind that arose from this scene is, who's looking after Albie? Yes, because Max obviously takes Sharon home. And mm-hmm. now Max and Ian are currently at loggerheads. Mm-hmm. And Ian's 
not really liking Sharon. Sharon's not really liking Ian. So what I'm getting from that is Ian's not looking after Albie. Because Max would have probably confronted him there and then, and we obviously didn't see anything. So where yeah. was Albie? Who was he with? <laughs> I'll be with Mick, because Mick's behind that bar. Exactly. Can't be with Linda, because Linda's drinking from the bar. Yeah. So... I wonder who's looking after Albie. <laughs> <laughs> Albie's just helping himself to the milk in the fridge. Max <laughs> I've is, aged him up three years. <laughs> Max is like, yeah, everything's fine here. Albie's just getting some food there. Right, great. Uh, see you later. He's like, Tommy. He's like, Tommy, when Tommy was having his mashed up peas yes. one Christmas, next he was in red water as a seven-year-old. Yes, he's solving crime and everything. There you go. Yeah. And also she gave Tina and Frankie a key to go and get some stuff from um the Vic. So that means Ian was working. So like who was looking yeah. after Albie? Who was looking after Albie? He's just upstairs chilling. <laughs> well, I just put on some nice movies for him. Nightmare Elm Street's on in the corner. <laughs> He's already flicking through his favourite cartoons. <laughs> <laughs> He's watching Grey's He's... flipping anatomy. <laughs> oh, well Sharon does have the box set. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, speaking of Tina and Frankie, they go off and get some stuff. Tina thinks they're going to be there like all year, the way she's talking. Suddenly as well, can I just add, it's now night time. And, oh um, yeah, I love that. Broad daylight when Sharon was drunk. <laughs> yeah, when Sharon was drunk, it was daytime. Max even comes back in the night time. And also the way the sun is on um, Frankie and Tina, you can tell it's getting dark outside. So how long did it take them to walk over? <laughs> I feel like um, it's another one of those moments where time's just gone a bit haywire well like they're like that was that was 12 hours ago <laughs> like when ruby went to yoga and we were like but there's a house party on it must be around 10 yeah <laughs> she's got yoga the house party's on it like midnight <laughs> <laughs> so yeah tina thinks they're gonna be there forever the way she's like so shocked that frankie picked everything up so quickly and then if if Frankie does think Mick's a dad, this makes us even worse. <laughs> Tina just goes in for the kiss. No! No! Please, God, no! It's just like red wire all over again. <laughs> you know when there's like a relationship that's so wrong? I love it because she's like, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Frankie's dodging. She's like, no, no, no. <laughs> was Tina's night didn't end with a kiss well White Knight Max has returned <laughs> to the Albert I mean if ever I was going to be straight and seduce a woman I would decide to do it in a gay bar <laughs> I feel like that's the appropriate setting isn't it <laughs> also like Mick is literally just working inside like and it's not that far away but also, like, why Max there? <laughs> do they not have CCTV? Yes. Because when Leo fell, wasn't that part of the yes, trial? Yes, that was part of the trial. So we're going to get the whole DVD reveal again at Christmas. It's just a joke. <laughs> yeah, Nick, it's just like, a joke. Not again. <laughs> <laughs> Every Christmas he does this. How good was it though? Because, like, filming wise. You wouldn't have thought anything. I know. So did... I was just like, they're never going to be able to pull yeah. this kiss off. Never going to be. Oh my God, that looked so real. So real. It is so good. Was that her husband maybe? And then they've just, the way that it's been edited, 
Maybe. Because they were yeah. saying they were bringing like real life partners in, or like if yeah, it yeah, wasn't. That blew my mind. That was so. That was amazing. That was so. Because I know good. that other way of doing it was they were going to put like a. <laughs> I love this. Like a sheet between the two of them, and I just I adore that idea. Or like, like I just um. Like, or like the perfect screen they had for Mitch and Karen the other day where just yeah yeah that looked like there was a perfect screen between Mitch oh, and yeah, Karen oh yeah you could say that <laughs> but I love that you could we all know it's trying times guys yeah we get we'll it we understand we we can't fault you at all um so yeah, yeah. instead of scoping bad than a lot of you know, governments. Oh <laughs> <laughs> They're doing so well. I'm so impressed with all their stuff. And uh, yeah. one thing though I'm not impressed with was Max and Linda were clearly spreading COVID there. Uh, they're not I... from the same household. Again, Max! <laughs> Do you know when we all read about those like super spreaders? Like remember that was in the news? It was like, they're super spreaders. It was like soon to be terrified of. And like... Max is clearly a super spreader. He's gone round everyone's house and everyone's business. Yes. <laughs> he has, like, kissed Linda. He's, like, grabbed hold of Ian. Like, he's, you know, you know, close to Bobby. Like, come on. Do you think he has, like, a suit like Superman, but his has SS and it's super spreader? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Max has to leave at Christmas. <laughs> he gets arrested for spreading it's a super corona. Spreading. <laughs> so it wasn't me it was bobby <laughs> you should frame bobby this time oh yeah reverse it that would be good so then after max kisses linda she goes in for another one she's like oh i'm liking it's, that it's terrible because she pulls away and then she goes actually <laughs> <laughs> It's like, you know, when you really know you shouldn't eat, like, that bar of chocolate. But You're you like, do I anyway. put on a lot of weight this lockdown. I shouldn't have that chocolate bar. But after one bite, you're like, that's it. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, we were f- another yeah. one. I, I'm not an addict, yeah. I'm not an addict. <laughs> Just start shoveling it in your mouth. And then you realise, oh, this was a mistake. <laughs> that's exactly what happened with Linda. <laughs> she shoved Max straight in that mouth. <laughs> oh, she shoved a lot of Max in that mouth. <laughs> Shoved a lot of Max in that mouth of hers. <laughs> she gobbled him up. I get it. I could see them as a pair. As much as I yeah. like Mick and Linda, I do get it. <laughs> yeah, and like let, we'll be all deluding ourselves. We all love Mick and Linda, but like let's be real. Because they are like Mammy and Daddy are square. But like, let's be real. They have not been good for a long time. For a long time. And really, it's kind of understandable this is happening and i hate myself for saying that i know same but i'm, I'm quite... i feel dirty saying it i feel like linda i feel like I'm cheating. i feel like i am but like i totally get them as like their scenes are quite nice together and you're seeing kind of different sides to them and yeah, yeah. well you they are to out, they sort of bring out the bad parts of themselves which is which is weird because really they shouldn't be like that. Should be the case. It should be like Mick yeah. and Linda bring out the bad sides of each other. But actually, no, it's the other way around. Well, they do, and they really understand and of each other at the moment. And I think lockdowns mm. clearly brought that out of them. And we're shipping them. What would we they be called? For it. What, what um, we... Oh, because it's Mick. Well, it's a bit yes, lax. Like lax. laxatives. <laughs> you know, you know, you're gonna hate taking them, <laughs> but they're necessary. <laughs> I feel like that's perfect because we're like 
We don't want to like it, but we really do. <laughs> <laughs> it's the relief we need. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> when Linda went running after that kiss, I just wanted Max to scream, It's a joke, Linda. It's a joke. It's just a joke. It's Rainy and Stuart's wedding day. <sighs> We've all been waiting for it because, let's be real, while Stuart was a wrong'un in the past, we have all grown to love this man and his relationship with Rainy. They are hilarious. They're yeah. such good comic relief. When everything's gloomy and dark, they always are there to pick us up, aren't they? And I mean, I have to say, they kick it off perfectly this week. Again, they bring the sunshine to all this gloom. With a socially distanced ear eavesdrop. Did you love that? <laughs> Did you love when he's on the phone and Callum's <laughs> over there at the cafe? And, and Ben's, Ben's over, over there. there. <laughs> I loved it. I was like, I love how this ca- cafe is literally empty. No one's buying anything. No. No one's buying anything. And those three are all sat there just listening in, listening from a distance. I was surprised Ben didn't get like a big massive horn, you know, like listening closer. <laughs> I did love that. It had Stuart in this corner, Ben in this corner, Callum in this corner. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, that was one flipping fantastic goodbye, wasn't it? It was the longest goodbye I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. And on it, we hear a little a little nibble of, of new information. <gasps> Rainy has a surprise. Oh. I just hoped it was... Sausage surprise! (laughs) But it wasn't. (laughs) Jean comes out. Sausage surprise! (laughs) That was the surprise all along. And Stuart is so excited to make her Mrs. Stuart Highway. I think really, realistically, it's probably Mr. Rainy Cross. (laughs) We both know who wears the We know who wears the trousers, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely Rainy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and the big day is coming around soon Ben's a little bit suspicious of Callum at the minute They're not on the best of terms Because he doesn't really like that Callum's working for his dad, does he? Mm. It's a bit odd, isn't it? It's a bit odd because Callum was always the good guy Yes, he was, Ben Thank you for clarifying that for everyone watching Not another <laughs> one <laughs> I know, we're getting dark, Callum, guys Let's brace ourselves for it We're not going to like it It's going to be very uncomfortable But don't worry We'll get through this together. We'll go through Doc Martin. We'll get through Doc Callum as well. We can do this, we'll guys. And do you know how we're going to do this? With a laxative? Well, no. <laughs> we're going to laugh through it with Rainy and Stuart's big day right around the corner. Street party. Everything looks fantastic. There's a hearse. There's flipping. You, <laughs> you know, know, just I mean, what you always... What more do you want for a wedding? <laughs> we always a have hearse. a wedding. I love I how they've got all the stuff up in the street. But, like, who yeah. was going to that wedding? Like, they don't yeah. really know that many people. <laughs> I was confused that um, Lola was pretty much looking after Rainy, and I was like, okay. No, and also that dress. I've got, I've got to say a few things about this Lola moment, because obviously Jay is looking... He's looking, looking good. Oh, yeah. Good. Yeah, I love the little coat to his hair. I do, it's, it's really good. nice. Him and Peter have had a right glow off, haven't they? Heck, they have. I'm like, that's it, that's it, Emma, that's the one. That's the one. <laughs> Um, apparently Jay feels that can't wait to spend some time with Lola 
Lola doesn't seem to care. <laughs> She's like, yeah, whatever. Oh, yeah, they didn't um, spend lockdown, lockdown together either, did they? Because he was ooh. with um, Billy and Honey. I think it's... She was um, Mitchell-based. It's clear what's coming, guys. We all heard the rumours. We all saw the Instagram posts. Oh, my God. I'm just not ready for this. Um, it's one thing having to share Jay with a woman who has no fashion sense whatsoever. But now I'm having to share him with his, like, stepmother slash, like, step-auntie or something. I refuse just... to believe it's going to happen. I just don't want... No, no. Emma, it's happening. No, it's I'm not happening. letting it. No, 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 no. Lola's jilting them left, right and centre. She's clearly not interested in Jay. I'm pretending it's not happening. I'm not... <laughs> Why did you just come to me, Emma? I can give him the child he wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I will find a way. <laughs> but before we get into the Stuart Rainey's nuptials, we have to discuss Lola. It's like when she went to Whitney's wedding and we were like, oh gosh. And now yeah. this this one is a bit less weird. Um, because I guess... Stuart and Rainey are a bit eccentric anyway. Um, yeah. But why would you wear that to a wedding? <laughs> she looks like she's going cri- on a night out on the town. Yes. She even criticised. She criticised oh, um, she had the Rainey's dress. Mm-hmm. It's just like, well, it's a, it's a bit too Wilma for my liking. If I was Rainey, I would turn back round and I would have a word. I'd be like, Lola, you're going to a wedding. The theme is black and white. And you are wearing neon pink snakeskin dresses. <laughs> I think you're the last person to be sliding off people's fashion love. That's my MS job. We do that. <laughs> so she's getting a slapping down for that. In this, the fashion police are slapping her down. Because I tell you what, that is a crime, what she just wore to that wedding. Why is it always neon colours as well? It's always neon animal prints. So all this is going on on the square and uh, Callum's at the police station. Um, He recorded some very pointless things Phil said and (laughs) pretended to his boss that he's done all of his work now. That was great. Um, So that was, that got me thinking, does Phil, is he now working with Phil to, to like, you know what we said last week, if that makes any sense. Yeah, where we're like, why does he not tell Phil? And then that way he's technically working for Phil, but he's also looking like he's helping for his boss. And I'm thinking Phil is definitely involved here. I'm starting to wonder, after what we saw Callum do later on, Yeah. I'm starting to wonder if he actually is in bed with Phil, not literally, <laughs> like, but, is, but is, like, is helping Phil take down this DI. I have a feeling mm. he might be. I think he is, because it was just the way he'd done it. we all expect the other. Yeah, and also... It, with that information, he's still got something, and it's something so yeah. well on a phone. <laughs> there's, there's no way, because Phil's saying things that he knows that the police would want to hear. Exactly. But also not really giving anything away either. So, like, the DI's saying, no, I need you to take it to the archers. Well, take a recording device there. Yeah. I kind of feel like it would be too red water to just have him be double-crossing Phil. Yeah. I feel like that's too obvious. And I feel like EastEnders isn't that obvious a lot of the time. Yes. Yeah. Of course, when the writers of Redwater were writing, they did also do a few moments that were a bit red watery. But 
this time around, I think that this isn't this is going to be an actual mystery that's going to shock her. I mm-hmm. think it's going to come out that Callum and Phil have been pulling the wool over the DI's eyes. Yeah. So Callum is struggling, isn't he, with this DI? He's like, well, I'll have to go to the archers and plant this book because that's the easier way out of this. That's the easier way out of this. <laughs> Sorry. Just an impulse there. Whenever someone does think silly and Doc Martin, like, <laughs> just can't help but laugh. Do you remember Doc uh, Martin in the phone? Eh, the phone. Good times. Phone in the shed. Remember? Good times. Good times. Good times. And whilst he's away, well, the electrics will play because Stuart's now locked in the hearse. But whilst that's happening, Ben is concerned. Where is Callum? Callum is not here. Where has he been? Oh. Dark Callum is doing what he does best. Getting caught doing the wrong thing. So Danny walks in, has a go at him. Then Phil pops up. And that's a bit, I was like, there's no way that's a coincidence. I feel like Phil knew when something's going on there. So then Callum bashes Danny's head in, basically. (laughs) (laughs) Callum literally does slap him down. What is it about the archers that causes people to do that? Yeah, I was like, wow, he's he's really channeling Ben. Like, actually, ben! I, I mean, it did look like he could have killed him. Yeah. Didn't it? Like, let's be real. Danny's not a spring chick. Yeah. And the way that Callum went at him with that metal bar, like, that could do some damage to someone his age. And also, he was doing this whilst that recording device was under the table. Oh, I love that, yeah. But don't worry, Emma, because you can commit crime and get away with it, okay. according to the DI. Right. Yeah, it's fine. That'll all be covered in his, like, undercover contract, even though he doesn't have one. <laughs> yeah. And see why this is a great idea. This is just a fantastic idea. Clearly, Eileen came up with this idea. <laughs> great idea! <laughs> <laughs> Callum! So after Callum's given Danny a slapping down... He comes back just in time to miss his brother and Rainy get married. I liked it because you know why they'd done it. Because that way it was technically socially distanced. He's in the car, she's on the outside. So good. Quite clever that, quite clever. And it still fits with their kind of like characters. It was so them and also loved when Stuart's middle name was revealed. And (gasps) (laughs) it was so good. And um, it was Marvin. And Jay had a little laugh, and it just reminded me of our fanfic. Clearly, Jay is still remembering the times that he was with us, Emma, when he was part of our family in the A20 fanfiction. Dark Marvin. Dark Marvin. Dark Marvin tried to ruin his life. Remember, threatened him. Threatened him, even. Dark Marvin was Martin's... Twin. Twin. (laughs) His evil twin. Evil twin. There was no Dark Martin. It was always Dark Marvin. (laughs) Did you also see in the hearse that they had um, S and R flowers? Yeah. Funeral flowers for the wedding. I, that was a little bit odd, wasn't it? <laughs> a little bit odd. Yeah. But each to their own. I mean, I don't judge. We don't judge. Really. It was very Stuart and Rainey. Yes, exactly. And do you know what? The best news we could have hoped for in all of this, no, it wasn't that dark column's finished. We've still got a few months of that. Mm. But... Rainy's surprise was revealed, wasn't it? <gasps> it was. 
She's pregnant. Yay! My God, we so deserve this child. I feel like this is something that this square needs. So Denise is still not being questioned as to why she keeps <laughs> attending the bedside of little Raymond. What I love the most is that she doesn't touch Raymond, right? Like in all of this, because of obviously COVID and stuff. <laughs> but instead, takes up his teddy bear and sniffs it. And all I could think of, right, was that moment when you remember Roy said, The place stinks of Frank! It smells on everything. And I just thought, is that what it is? Is she just sniffing that teddy? Because it smells of Frank. (laughs) (laughs) I just love this idea that, like, that woman, who, by the way, is meant to be Raymond's grandmother. And I'm sorry. I'm not buying it. 57 was always my grand. (laughs) 57 was always my nan. There's no way that nan... Looks like that. She looks 16. <laughs> Honestly, she came to the door. She was like, I know you're Raymond's grandmother. I was like, what? I was like, I didn't quite pick up, you know, last week who she was meant to be properly. And I think that's what, like, struck us as such yeah. a shock when, like, they said that, when Denise basically reveals that that's his nana. I was like, there's no way on earth. She looks like 30 at most. You know what I really wanted her to do when she came in? <laughs> was go, do you remember that scene on The X Factor when it was it Natalie and Brulia was there and then Ablisa came on oh, and they were like, yes. Who are you? Sorry, sorry. Sorry, who, who are, are, you? are you? I really wanted her to do that with Denise when she, because she's always finding Denise just there. And I want to go, <laughs> Sorry, who are you? <laughs> yeah, but instead. The next rational step, Emma, for yes, anyone who finds a stranger lurking <laughs> over their, like, grandchild. The next rational step is, oh, yeah, um, since he's here, could you just pop out and get some pyjamas for Raymond? <laughs> I mean, I do that all the time when I go to hospitals. <laughs> when I go to visit my sick relatives, I always go, oh, yeah, excuse me, excuse me, to some random person just sat beside us. Excuse me. Could you just go get us some pyjamas for my granddad? That's so weird, because you know what I do? I what? let myself into different wards, and I just hover until someone asks me that. Wow! Or, or sometimes I just go in and give them to them anyway. <laughs> <laughs> or do you just go in and sniff their teddy bears? <laughs> Only if the smell of Frank. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's n- Right, this hospital is just... No masks, no appointments, because at the moment you kind of need to book in if you want to go in. Some people aren't even allowed visitors. And they're just letting anyone in, and if they don't see them, but then if they come in and they do see them, they'll go, are you family? And they'll go, yeah, I'm family. And then they just go, okay, let them stay. (laughs) I'm thinking I know why the R rating's going up in our country. I'm just saying, (laughs) I'm just saying. It's all well said. I'm not blaming anyone in particular, (laughs) but... I think maybe the government should have a little look at Wolfhard. I do. Yeah. I mean, you're saying yeah. you're not blaming anyone in particular, but I, I'm blaming them. I'm blaming them. <laughs> Emma's blaming them. They've she got... thinks Max is a super spreader. Yeah, he's a super spreader, is our Max. Danger to society. Lock him up. Denise and Lock Phil him. just wandering yeah. around hospitals. Yeah, I know. 
Ruby as well. Spreading their disease. You know that Phil doesn't wash his hands. You know he doesn't wash his hands. He's got dirty hands. It's it's all there. Yeah. Only Bobby's doing this, doing what he needs to do for the community. Hope so. Hand space, space. <laughs> so Denise is like, well, yeah, that's totally fine. That's not weird at all. I'm going to go get pajamas for this boy who I'm pretends a stranger. <laughs> Naturally, when Jack finds out she's been to the shops, he's like, oh, what have you got in this bag? And honestly, legitimately, I just hoped that she'll go, oh, don't look. And then he looks in and he goes, blimey. I really Pulls wanted... out <laughs> sexy lingerie from Second Honeymoon. I really wanted it to be Second Honeymoon. <laughs> I mean, he did say, was it something saucy for yeah. the bedroom? And I was like, oh, Jack goes to Second Honeymoon. Oh. He goes there, you know he does, Emma. He's been to second honeymoon a few times. It all kicks but off, doesn't it? It all kicks off. What, once, once Jack goes, because finds out might not be from second honeymoon, and that's, that's sad. Disappointed. Yeah. Well, it all kicks off, and Denise just goes wild at Phil because she remembers that she has created a child with Phil Mitchell, and she is tied to him for life. <laughs> Yeah, disturbing. Still disturbed by that storyline. Still disturbed. Um, I feel like our oh, Denise disturbed more. <laughs> but uh, we can't. We can't dally on the past, Emma. We can't dally on the past. I have to say, I adored her dressing down of Phil when she's just like, "Look at your kids. You've ruined all these kids." And blah blah. blah. It's just like, wow. <laughs> she has held this in. She has held this in for a long time. She's just like, you're, you're, you're going out about your granddaughter. Lexi will be safer with Isaac than anyone. Especially you. <laughs> Love it. By the way, can I just say that, really, Phil is allowed to be concerned for his granddaughter, but I still find it strange that he just wandered in off the streets and accused a teacher of taking drugs. <laughs> yeah, he- and. Like he the staff were just like, yeah, that's totally true. He didn't know any of the story or anything. He's nah. just like, he only heard it off Lexi, who heard it off Bella, who heard it off Amy. Yeah. So imagine, imagine Phil sitting there. Yeah, well, I heard it off my granddaughter, Lexi, who heard it off Bella, who heard it off Amy, <laughs> Jack's daughter. So that's why it I'm here like, today. He goes in like Denise. He goes in like Denise. He's like, wow. 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 Well. I heard. Now we're thinking about it. They're quite well suited. <laughs> I know. I love it. Love the gossip. <laughs> so Phil doesn't say anything. He just kind of takes a beat, really, doesn't he? <laughs> he does. It's like the first time in a long time that Phil's just sat there and just took it. <laughs> like, proper wiped him out with everything. Um, also, can I just say I'm really confused as to why everyone's going to Ruby's now cafe bar uh, rather than Kathy's cafe. Yeah, especially when Ruby's away and there doesn't seem to be anyone There's working no there. There's no staff there. Like, Phil was sat at the bar, but that was it. No one's serving him. <laughs> no one's ser- serving himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's just helping himself to the booze. <laughs> it's an all-you-can-drink buffet. <laughs> I just love it because then, obviously, the next we see of this is that she kind of has a bit of a Barney with Jack. He thinks that she's kind of having a bit of an affair. Denise, you can see that it's sort of coming into his head that she's having an affair. Yeah. Denise has thrown away the pyjamas. Oh, Which I has. thought, that was a waste. 
and that was because Ellie is so confident that Denise is um, doing the right thing here, just buying whatever she wants for Raymond, turning up, and never telling them. She's just there, not really saying who she is. Obviously, they swapped phone numbers. Yeah, of course you do. Yeah, and Ellie. That was strangers. Yeah, Ellie gives her a call, and. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just obsessed. I'm obsessed with her ringtone. Hello, Moto. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just like, what era is this? I was like, blast from the past. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I was like, sorry, I didn't realise we've just we've just teleported to Redwater where the only song on is Oh No, the Rattling Park. And it's about 20 years. 20 years in the past. Hello, the Moto. <laughs> I was like, as if, as if, <laughs> but I love it because then she can like turn spawn off, doesn't she? She's like, oh. and it's just like totally took over after Sheree. She's taken <laughs> she over from Sheree. Do you remember when Sheree used to do that? She'd get phone calls from Isaac. She'd be like, oh. and it was like, all to do with her secret son. Yeah. And Denise even confronted her. She's like, you're cheating on Patty, aren't you? I won't let you. And then like, she's like, it's my son. Jack's starting to get a bit suspicious, isn't he? He is, and I mean, it doesn't make it any better when Denise goes to hospital. She hasn't took the pajamas, so I know. Oh, Ellie's gonna be mad, but she goes to hospital and uh, stays overnight. <laughs> that is creepy, considering no one knows who she is to him. Imagine being in hospital, right, Emma? You've just been in a, like a near fatal car accident. Your entire family's nearly dead. Like, you wake up and there's just a stranger sat beside you. <laughs> <laughs> sniffing your teddy bears can you imagine you'd be like oh <laughs> I tell you what if the car accident doesn't kill him the shock of that will like I really wonder when he wakes up to go sorry who are you <laughs> who is she who is she where did you find her <laughs> I just love it because then she obviously gets a, a bit of a telling off from Ellie who's very finally, disturbed. finally concerned. <laughs> yeah, but also I was a bit like, oh damn, because this is normally when like, you know, they're talking and they're telling all their secrets out out in the open. Yeah. This is normally when they come in behind them and they're just like, oh uh, yeah. It all. I think it's probably because of COVID though that that probably didn't happen because you couldn't have so many people in the same area. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh damn, I really would have liked that for Ellie. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Ellie was firstly concerned about the pyjamas, actually, rather than Denise yeah. being asleep. Um, and she was like, oh, well, I, I couldn't even get them. I just had other stuff on. Because, you know. Well, it was weird to ask a stranger to do it. That's what I love about yes. that whole situation. Ellie is furious, furious that Denise didn't oh, get those pyjamas. Absolutely fuming. Then she finally realises. It might be a bit concerning that this random lady that you've never met before is sitting with Raymond. I mean, I've got a feeling that Nana Ellie. Oh, she is knows everything. A, she's going to be a great parent. Oh yeah, parent. She's going to look after Raymond and make sure he's safe, secure, and what better way than to invite a bunch <laughs> of strangers to come round and you know look after him? Something that is what's going to flip and happen. Just let strangers buy his clothes and go and like sit by him and stuff. Uh, and considering she'll be like his legal guardian next. I know. It's pretty and terrifying. this is the worst of it. 
Denise literally uses that line that we were all warned about. Remember, when we were in school, we were always told, you don't go with strangers, especially if they tell you that they know your, fa your family. And, like, <laughs> literally that is what Denise says. She goes and she goes, friend of his parents. <laughs> Ellie's like, yes, okay, come on in. Yeah, come on in. You won't believe how many other people have said that. <laughs> Look, these are all his friends too. To be fair. There's half of Flippin' Wolf at prison. Even the nurse <laughs> went, oh, okay, your family, you can stay. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't take a genius to work out why there's so much crime and disease in Wolford at the minute. <laughs> do you think Ellie actually knows everything? And do you think this is also tied in with Lucas's mm -hmm. return? Also, yes, everyone, Lucas is returning. Yes! Loved Lucas. Can't wait because I adored when he was just running around murdering people. Oh, such good times, wasn't it? Obsessed with him getting out of prison when he's a serial killer, but yeah. I know, I Chrissy, love that. Chrissy Watts is still doing her time. Yeah. <laughs> Chrissy Watts took part in the, like, pretty much like the murder of, of a man, but she wasn't the only person who hit him on the head that night, so. <laughs> I love that she's now serving like a stretch for like forever. And <laughs> Lucas, who murdered about four or five people, that's totally fine. He's been very good this year. So for Christmas, he wrote on his wish list, his Santa list, out of jail. There's nothing more 2020 than Lucas turning up at your door, is there really? <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. You thought COVID was bad. Wait until the murderer moves in next door. <laughs> I mean, I love it. Can you imagine that? Like, you're just chilling, having like a cup of tea, look outside. Oh, there's Lucas. Wait, didn't they murder a few of the neighbours around here? <laughs> like, why is he coming back to the square as well? Like, how is that allowed? Surely there's like restraining orders in place for him and Denise. It's so weird. Oh, love it. Love it. And I think you're right. She's connected to him in some way. Remember the mention of church? Mm -hmm. she, Ellie was very, very, very um, much making it a point, wasn't yeah, she? She I kept think... reiterating how religious they were, yeah, how they was... always went to church. The way it was so consistent. And even yeah. Callum ended up mentioning it. And now I just feel like that's the clues being dropped. I feel like, now I might be wrong, I feel like Lucas might be related to them. Yeah. But I also wonder if Lucas is actually their former pastor. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. I, think one, so. I feel like it's one like of the that. two, yeah. I mean, she's a very young grandmother. Maybe she could have had Lucas even oh. earlier. Maybe Lucas is actually Raymond's uncle. Oh. Now, that's a complicated family tree. <laughs> <laughs> so from Denise's ex to Denise's current she's talking to Jack Jack's confronting her thinks she's having an affair she's been out all night she's hiding things all sorts yeah I mean she's keep on putting her phone down every time it rings and she tells him the truth I mean it's rare on the square that that happened so soonly so I was shocked I know. And they fell off my chair. <laughs> I was like, normally this gets dragged out for months. And they're like, just tell us the truth. Just tell us the truth. I am telling you the truth. And then really, they're not telling the truth. <laughs> but Denise did were right. She just was like, no, Jack, I'm going to be honest. I went to see Raymond. 
and actually Jack's really supportive mm-hmm. and I was shocked at that as well <laughs> yeah. I always I go into these situations expecting like EastEnders to be like well I hate you Denise for lying oh, I don't want another child something like that do you know what I mean but actually he was really supportive and then Denise reveals that actually it was wrong for her to go see Raymond because as much as she loves him and she did she fell in love with Raymond but that means she can never see him again because she knows if she sees him, Phil will get wind. Oh, and so he does, because Callum's having a little chat. Well, they're talking about um, Callum's got a counsellor and he's been talking about it because of the, the car crash. and Yeah. So he gets into details about the car crash and um, Phil's clearly not listening mm. until he starts giving away things like, oh, and they adopted a little boy called Raymond. And Phil's face, it's the way he was reading the paper and then just looked like Raymond. <laughs> I love it though, because it's almost as if like that name is literally oh, yeah. impossible to be. It's like, <laughs> him and Denise both did the exact same thing. They hear about a car accident involving an adopted family and a boy called Raymond. But the best the best part was definitely Denise's because she was already on another phone call, managed to hear a tiny bit of a conversation and got it. So She's Phil's like, definitely going to get it. Yeah, honestly, he's given Detective Denise a run for our money. You would think this is the only child ever named Raymond. And, yeah, it's a very unpopular name around the square. Very unpopular. The last Raymond they had, well, he did terrible things to the vic. Like, I just love it. I love it. So as the security in the hospital is so good, Phil wanders in. I mean, come on. Philip Mitchell. You telling me that the people working in the hospital have never seen him before. They don't know who he is. And they just let him waltz into this little boy's room. (laughs) Not a care in the world. Great security here. Great security. Um, Phil is distraught upon seeing him. He just the... <sighs> no. You know, the deflate and fill noise. Oh, I love the Harry Hill sketch. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> and then, like, looks teary-eyed. And you know, it's only a matter of time before he goes, Not her boy. Phil's boy. <laughs> my boy. <laughs> yes, it's... It, you know he's going to be calling him my boy. Um, well, that means he needs to let go of this whole Sharon and Albie stuff because, yes, he, as I reminded him the whole time when he was having a go, he had a baby with Denise. Exactly. And he Egg- rocks up. Exactly. They all just have to get over their stuff, don't they, really? And just get back together. Because let's be real, they're both cheaters. And also... The next scene, I feel like Phil's magic because Mm. he manages to just let himself into Denise and Jack's. Like, there was no one there, so who let him in? (laughs) Yeah, that is true. And Denise comes home, opens the door, and there's Phil just stood there to confront her about Raymond because, like, he he thinks he's just found out and, like, she doesn't know. And then he realises, oh, she knows. (laughs) I mean, if she's going to, like, protect Raymond, she could have lied a little bit better. Yeah. I'm sorry, like, Denise, lion's not your forte. I can see now why you told, why you told Jack the truth. <laughs> but I also don't think you would be protecting him by 
like lying to him. <laughs> you know what lies yeah. do in the square. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, they do. Lies, lies always leads, you know, to to just more chaos, really. <laughs> yep, and obviously it has because Phil just turned up randomly to the bedside. <laughs> yep, and Phil wants him. Phil knows one thing: there's no way anyone's going to stop him from seeing his boy. He needs Phil. But Jack's there to try and stop him because Denise wants him to. So Jack goes off and he says he's a sworn officer of the Metropolitan <laughs> Police. <laughs> ah, sorry, I just called. I love Jack, but I can't even with that. Couldn't. That like sworn officer. I'm a police officer. I report on crime. Right. I'm sorry, Jack. Okay. Can we go through all your crimes? <laughs> I mean, we could literally list. We do it every week. We could literally list. Every time he's let a crime go, Ronnie was a murderer and he married her. Like, Jack married a woman who took another person's life whilst claiming to be, you know, like this upstanding citizen. And whenever, I mean, he's, come on. whenever he's on the job and people need something, any help with shady business, he's there. He's like, yeah, yeah. well, we've just got to let that one slide, okay? Just don't tell anyone. He's always saying that. <laughs> He slept with Sam Mitchell when she flipping escaped prison bail. Do you remember when she like did a runner? <laughs> but he's a sworn officer of the Metropolitan Police. Officer, and he takes his job very seriously. And he will report Phil for a crime that occurred a year ago. And that there is literally, literally no evidence. No evidence at all. But apparently they'll believe him anyway. So it's fine. They'll it's believe fine. him. They'll just believe him. Yeah. Well, fellow police officers might believe that but, but i think of you'll find her, <laughs> that the cps needs a little bit more evidence than the say so of a police officer who was formerly married into the mitchell family <laughs> yeah i think that's gonna be a bit of an issue favorite scene of the week our favorite scene this week has to be Drunk Sharon and her pink inflatable guitar. And a special mention to Max and his love for Bingo. Favourite scene of the week. Our hero of the week this week. (laughs) It's already making me laugh. Uh, (laughs) It's Jeremy. You'll be thinking, Jeremy? Jeremy who? Jeremy was the guy who saved the day. And made sure Rainey and Stuart's wedding still went ahead. I mean, what a man. What a hero. What a legend. (laughs) Now it's time for this week's Slapping Dan. Walford General. Because they're just allowing anyone to come in and not only not have a mask on, not make any appointments to sit with patients that they don't know and and i've not seen one of them put that stuff on their hands you know hand gel i've not seen them do that not once so that's why this week's slapping down goes to warfare general Now it's time for the ratings and as random guy Jeremy is our hero of the week, we will be rating out of Jeremy's. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to 
give this week four Jeremy's. I mean, it feels right. It was a good laugh this week. We yeah. all got our, you know, life watching like Max to drag bingo. We all thoroughly <laughs> yeah. enjoyed Stuart and Ben's window, like locked up car duets. Like I loved it. So I mean, it was actually a shocker as well. You didn't expect Max and Linda and you got Max and Linda. Exactly. EastEnders. Exactly. Always surprising. Hashtag lax. Welcome back, listeners, to Mostly Ghostly. This year, it's a little different. Due to coronavirus, things have changed. Yes, this year. We are in lockdown. So Denny will be contacting me whenever he feels a spirit come into him. And he will guide me around my new home. The Vic over FaceTime. Apparently they were having money troubles, so I bought it. If you don't remember, are you on to us? I am Sharon Fielding, paranormal investigator. And I'm Danny Akura, famous psychic medium to the stars. Oh, sorry, it's it's going off oh, my FaceTime. Denny. It's Denny now. Hi, hi, Denny. You're all can right. Can you hear us, Sharon? I can hear you. Can you hear us? I can yes. hear you. Don't worry. Yes. 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 I'm Denny Akura, famous psychic medium to the stars. I know, Denny. I can see you. I've got you on my phone. We work oh, together. It's fine. Oh, oh, yeah. Sorry. I forget sometimes. Well, I tell you, it's a big of a day out there, isn't it, Sharon? Sharon, this is, this is my new spirit friend. He's coming through, you see. He's coming through. He's got a message for you. And he says, it's a big of a day out there. Big of a year out there. And hopes out he's all staying safe. His name's Stan. Stan. So if you didn't know, Denny is usually joined by a spirit guide. Sometimes it's a Dickensian street urchin called Little Mo. Sorry, Mr Butcher. Other times... It's an Irish man who loved a jam roll up his hole. Love you, boy. Yes, yes, Sharon. They're not with us tonight. Lance and and, and Little Mo couldn't join with tonight. Couldn't join with tonight. Instead, we have Stan. And he's got a message for you, Sharon. I can hear. I can hear. I sense. Okay. I'm running a bath mine, Denny. So, like, just want to let you know. Because I'm going to have to say. Just in case it goes a bit off, you know, bad signal in there. No, 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 Sharon, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Okay. My signal is telling me, it's telling me that there's someone in that bath. Is there? There's a few people in that bath. There's a there's a whole gang of people in there. I'm getting, I'm getting that this bath was a scene of a terrible crime once. Oh, okay. But more than that, a terrible tragedy happened. Long time after the first who died in there, there was a woman. I'm getting a woman, Sharon. And uh, Stan, do you know this woman? Do you know this woman, Stan? Yes. 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 Sylvie. Sylvie. It was hers once. 
But back then, well, he was too drunk to even notice. To even notice when she took his daughter all the way out to Aunt Babe's baby farm. Oh, oh Sharon, that's terrible, that's, isn't it? That's, that's uh, some story. Oh, Stan, Stan, that's terrible. He also says that this Aunt Babe, she's evil, real evil. Is Aunt, Aunt Babe dead or is Aunt Babe alive? No, she's alive, Sharon. Okay. She's alive, she's around, she's cursing everyone. Oh, gosh, she's she's cursing a, she cursed here? Yes! Oh, my yes. God, oh, my God. I sense that this place that you're in, there's a lot of bad energy there. A lot of murder there. <gasps> a lot of murder. I mean, I, I know we've, we've been here before, and like, but I just thought I should buy the place, but now maybe maybe I shouldn't have. Getting a bit... There's a, there's a spirit trying to get through to you now, Sharon. She oh, my says, God! She says, you have to turn off the taps. Okay. Because your bath's overflowing. Oh, oh. Does that make sense to you, Sharon? Yes, actually, it might be. I'll just, I'll just head in the back there. Two minutes, Danny, oh, two okay. minutes. Right, I'm back, Denny, I'm back. Good, good, Sharon. She says that's fine. She says that's fine. Okay. Oh, she's... Stan? Stan? This isn't my house. It's Sharon's house. Who's, who's this, Stanley? Who is this? Who is this that's coming through? Sylvie, Sylvie Carter. Uh, right. Uh, oh, oh, Denny, Denny. I've just got something in my ear. Yes. They've said that a woman, right? Yeah, called right. Sylvie, Sylvie right. Carter. She died in the bath. Oh, yes, yes. And what was that? Yes. Oh my! Right. right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Right. Uh. So they've just told me that. Oh gosh, that's awful. A um a radio was turned on and it fell in the bath and that's how she died. Yes. So Sylvie, Sylvie's saying, oh, I can I can feel the water all over us right now, Sharon. I can feel the water pressing down on us, and she's saying. She's saying, the song was a funny old song. It wasn't one that should have been on her radio. In fact, it went, it was so funny that she's remembered the words. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. It goes, oh, no, the rattling bark down in the valley. I've never heard that one. No, I've never heard that one. Do you think that has some sort of... Secret code in there? Maybe I don't that know, means Sharon. something? Is she trying well, to tell us something? I feel like she's trying to tell us something. I feel like she is, Sharon. Oh, oh Denny, Denny, are you alright, Denny? Denny? 
Mother always said I could be a star. Oh, Stan, get her office. Get her office, Stan. Get her office. Are you all right, Denny? Do you need a couple of minutes? I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you okay? Oh, Sharon. She's gone. She's gone. She said she's gone to the the big Broadway stage in the sky. There's something else in there, Vic. I can sense it. It's a dark presence. Very angry presence. Okay. She wasn't meant to die. And he killed her. Oh my god, Denny, no! Oh my god, it's, it's gone off! And that was where our evening ended. Denny couldn't get back in touch with me. For some reason, it felt like the ghosts of maybe the Vic, maybe Skype, ended our call for a reason. Good night. This week's episode is sponsored by Lax. Is your relationship constipated? Maybe your marriage has hit a bit of a a hard spot. Well, well, why not make things move a little bit more smoother and take some of Lax? I curse you. Curse the Lord.